We are back, baby. We are back. That's we right. are back. You are looking live. We get after it. You know, we jabber jaw, we go tit for tat, we have our little differences. Let's get funky like a monkey. And here we go. Hello and welcome to episode 81 of the Moose and Runes podcast alongside Matt Rooney. I'm Joe Musso and I say alongside, but we are miles and miles away, quite, Matthew. Quite far. Doesn't quite stop far. us. Doesn't stop us. We're talking a little NFL football. It's Thanksgiving week. Really nothing better than overeating and then questioning all of your decisions that you made the night prior. Um, just, just sitting around a table watching some mediocre football but this year we got a bears game as well so it takes the whole thing to another level gonna have to be a little bit clear of mind uh, uh come comes thursday morning tomorrow yeah, it's, morning it's... we are recording this on wednesday depending on when you're hearing this some of this news might be dated if you're getting this on the tail end of the week i mean it's it's training rules joe we can't really have too late of a night tonight you got to keep it together because we got to be up we got to be early we got to be ready to go tomorrow we got an 11 30 kickoff that's right i can't be that's right. i can't be out fraternizing late into the night tonight i gotta be ready tomorrow no, for no, kickoff no, no. i gotta be clear-minded you show face, you show face because that's who you are. You're a exactly. politician at heart. And then you get out of there, start thinking about what you need to do to secure a victory tomorrow because mm -hmm. the NFL's not worried about you, Matt. No, they're not. They put you on a short, they put you on a short turnaround just like the Bears. And they got we, you playing Sunday night, Thursday afternoon. We can't have, and we can't be having some, you know, fall off game after a huge win Sunday night in Minnesota, which I'm sure you caught. We can't be falling back right back to where we were with a loss against Detroit. We can't do it. We can't give up. We got the one and a half game lead now. We need to keep moving forward. We can't take you know two steps forward, one step back. We can't do it, Joe. I completely agree with you, Matt. And before we get to this Thursday matchup, let's talk a little bit of Sunday first, what we liked, what we didn't like. It was a big win, divisional win, as you said, giving us a game-and-a-half lead over the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, my, my biggest positive takeaway is that there were only a few moments where that game seemed like it was in the balance. The Bears... Took a lead and controlled a lead. Would I like to? Would I like to have seen them extend a lead? Absolutely. But they played well with the lead. They didn't go into a shell. The play calling did waver a little bit, but they were able to hold a lead for sixty minutes of football. Yeah, that's kind of the next step we're going to want to see this team take because we we see them get out to that first half lead, that first quarter lead. Just about mm -hmm. every game now, it's almost like clockwork. They're out to that early lead. They're struggling in the second half to finish to close, and I'm not sure if that's play calling. I'm not sure if that's execution. I'm not sure if that's lack of you know halftime adjustments. You know, not being able to adjust to the adjustments um, because that's I mean probably the most important part of coaching. I think is what you do at the locker room at halftime, and you're able to you know, kind of adjust to. I'm not sure what that that amounts up to. Maybe it is just this is a young team who's still kind of learning how to win, how to beat good football teams. But you saw at least the defense um, who was able to. You know, just keep doing what they had to do and, and batten down the hatches when the offense wasn't really able to. And I think that's all part of what we were kind of, we've said all along. You know, Matt Nagy's still a young coach. I like him a lot. He's clearly able to mm -hmm. scheme people open early on. But I think the adjustments, the halftime adjustments in the second half, are what's going to have to come for this offense. The defense, uh, wow, they are they are clearly there. Um, and I, I think this might be even even as good, a better defense than we thought it might be. But th that offense needs to carry their load, I think, in the second half and, and kind of carry that first half momentum over. I agree with you, man. And when it comes to this defense, I am much less concerned about their place in history. People are already ranking I don't them care. amongst Bears defenses, amongst great defenses. I care about them in respect to the rest of the league. And right now, I don't know the exact numbers, but this eye test is the best defense in the league. And you know that matters so much. Because this is a league where everyone has mailed in defense. We mm -hmm. saw it on Monday night. We saw it all day during Sunday. Teams are scoring points at will. And I think that is largely due to, yes, offensive schemes advancing much quicker than defenses are getting acclimated on how to stop them. But I don't think there's as much defensive talent across the league. The fact that the Bears have a dominant defense. <laughs> they have a lot a of that talent. Dominant defense with a, in, exactly. In a league where that dominant defense comes at a premium, that makes it even more valuable. This mm -hmm. is a valuable asset asset as an entire defense. This is going to keep them in games, and this is going to give them a chance to play some playoff football this year. My favorite thing about this defense was uh, Michelle Tafoya put a microphone under Khalil Mack's mouth five minutes after the win, and he said, 
you know, we're not happy with the way we finished that game. We're happy with the way we've been playing, but we got to close out ball games better. They're not settling. They're not resting on their laurels. They want to be more dominant than they currently are. Hunger in a defense like that, that that's talented with a guy coming up the middle like Akeem Hicks wreaking havoc, a guy coming off the edge, two guys coming off the edge. You got the defensive backs are playing fantastic, and I haven't said that about a Bears defensive back in a long time. We have two Eddie Pro Bowl safeties. I mean, honestly, it, the way they're both Pro playing. Bowl safeties, it's it's so valuable right now. And if this offense can keep pace, I feel like it's just it's it's the prototypical Bears narrative when we're competitive. It's a fantastic defense and an offense that just needs to keep it on the rails. And uh, Mitch had a couple moments for if we're going to do the Mitch report here. Mitch had a we couple moments report. on Sunday where it, like it was going to come off the rails. He made a couple bad decisions that he got away with, but. In a couple big spots, he made plays with his legs. He, he made a couple nice passes. That uh, that third and long to was it Taylor Gabriel or Allen Robinson late in the game? Uh, Taylor Gabriel, I believe it was. It might have, yeah, I believe it was. And Who had a fantastic, uh, he, he made, another fantastic game again on Sunday. He made some been. plays when he needed to, which was a good sign. But um, it wasn't that consistent ball game that we saw a week before. But like we said, with with time, hopefully that will come and he will settle into the more consistent ways. Yeah, I, I think, and uh, I don't think you deny it either. Kind of the more this season goes on, the more we are starting to see a little bit more of those flashes that we were hoping for early on. Um, I mm-hmm. think the first half of this game was a major flash, but I think you're right. I think that that second half, he kind of got a little bit more inconsistent. I don't know how much that has to do with him or play calling or what, but the, it wasn't as much there as it was in the first half. It's kind of weird. His two interceptions weren't really the the throws I think I had the most problem with. I think the, the worst throw of the night was the one that he tried to just kind of flail that quick out where he had under pressure. I think it might have been to Gabriel that should have been picked off for a pick six, but kind of dropped. I thought there were more throws. A big moment. Yeah, yeah, a big the, moment there too. The two intercept like the, the first interception was I thought this is gonna sound weird. I thought it was a great throw, but a terrible decision. If that makes sense. The throw was kind of where it needed to be. If Gabriel was gonna catch it, he just never should have thrown it in the triple coverage. If Gabriel was if Gabriel was six, Gabriel was five, Allen Robinson's height. Throw. It's a great no. throw. Yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's not, that's not the part of the field that Taylor Gabriel is going to make exactly. a play on. If Taylor Gabriel is going to make a play on a ball down the middle of the field, he's going to have to be three steps past everyone. Yeah. You know. And then the the second one, Allen Robinson, that was just that was two back to back weird plays by Allen Robinson. Because I don't know if you remember the play before, he had Robinson one on one kind of press man on the on the bottom of the screen there, and Robinson went yeah. deep and kind of threw it up and. Robinson didn't really even turn and look for the ball and just kind of landed at Robinson's like calf. And that was kind of weird. Yeah, the next play, me, Robinson didn't turn on the route. And I'm not sure if there was miscommunication or Mitch yeah, went the wrong spot. It looked, like it, was a, it looked like it was an option at the top of that route and his he took neither. He just mm-hmm. kind of stood there and looked at the defensive back. It was, a, it was weird. It was at a weird interception. Time, you're, I'm, I'm, I'm still seeing mechanical issues oh, that's fair. in Mitch. And I think a lot of times he's when he's on the move trying to make these plays, if he can get his shoulders upfield, I mean, it's just it, it's it's quarterback fundamentals. You get your shoulders upfield, you throw off your dominant foot and you deliver the ball. He jumps sometimes out of his throws off the wrong foot. He I think we're seeing more of those fundamentals, but when I'm with you, there, there still are flashes of the he just kind of flicks it out there. He's kind of falling off yeah. the throw a little bit, a little bit of a cutler in there from time to time. Uh, yeah, I, I can't uh, disagree with you. It's um, it's it's definitely something that's going to keep me up at night throughout uh, the stretch run of this season and throughout the playoffs, hopefully. But um, if if we're playing in those moments, that that's all we can really ask for. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it was a twenty-five to twenty win for the Chicago Bears over the Minnesota Vikings, the first time that they've won back-to-back divisional games, I believe, since twenty seventeen. Uh, only a year. I would figure um, it was much longer than that. No, no, no. Was it 2015? I think it was a three-year stretch. It's uh, that I'm sounds, 2019. I'm yeah, I that. Say, We're planning for 2019 right now. You know, that big thing, big long, things right? soon come. Big things soon come. All right, yep. for the Moose and Runes podcast and beyond. Yeah, we we think bigger. We think ahead. We're forward thinkers. <laughs> um, I, I think it's, it was interesting for me. You know, we we talked about we've obviously Mitch's development is always a huge topic on this podcast because mm-hmm. that's right now probably the most important storyline in the Bears franchise at the moment uh, early on I kind of thought how like as much as I loved having Khalil Mack in this awesome defense it was actually kind of hurting Mitch's development because the outside noise kind of got to the point where like 
I think we talked about it after the Cardinals game when they got this great defense, they got Khalil Mack. People just assumed Mitch was you know better and ready to win right now when he probably wasn't. Mm-hmm. And now I kind of think now that you see Trubisky taking those steps, you know, a little bit more forward than obviously not where he needs to be yet, but he's progressing slowly but surely. That defense is obviously helpful. Where do you think? He would be in this development, and this team would be if you know, say they don't trade for Khalil Mack, and they're just kind of that middling defense. Because that was that was a question posed to me by a loyal listener, Gino. Um, I don't know his last name, but his first name is Gino. Um, I, I thought that was an interesting question. Where do you think his Mitch's development would be without this defense? Because without this defense, well, thank, they're not. Thank seven you, Gino. Thank you, Gino, for uh, for that um, for that question. We we appreciate your call. Uh, I think that it wouldn't be too far off from where they're at, not to marginalize the impact of Khalil Mack because on field it's been fantastic mm-hmm. for the team's energy, just for the air around the team. It's been invaluable. I think maybe they're they're close to a 500 team because this was a top 10, top 5 defense yeah. last year. Uh, would they have the firepower? No. Would they have lost that Green Bay game handedly? Yes. Probably, like yeah. Khalil Mack. The reason they were in that game, but that's still a loss, so that doesn't affect mm-hmm. um, the win-loss column. Cleo Mack's impact has been felt, but again, we won two ball games, very winnable games, without him as well. Mm-hmm. I agree with the movement there. I do think that this is a very good team. I don't think that this is directly a product of the signing of Khalil Mack. And again, I can't, I can't backtrack on that enough and say how happy and, and ecstatic I am to wake up every morning and realize that Khalil Mack is a Chicago Bear because he does give you a chance to win. He does give you a chance to go get the ball on any given play with the way he can leverage those tackles. He does give the guys up the middle. So I don't think, I think the win-loss would be very similar to where it is right now, maybe a couple less wins. Mm-hmm. I think that the numbers defensively would be drastically different. That's- I don't think the back end would have the interceptions that they would have. I don't think Akeem Hicks would have five tackles for a loss and a sack last week, six total, six total tackles, all solo. I don't think that those type of things would be happening because defenses wouldn't have to command, or offenses wouldn't have to command the attention to the outside the way they are right now. Yes, Leonard Floyd's good. Yes, Loquan Smith coming off the edge is dangerous, but neither of them are Khalil Mack. I think that's where the biggest difference comes, is on the stat sheet a little bit more than maybe the win-loss. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. I would, I pretty much had the exact same response. I had him at about a 500 team. Um, but okay, well let's let's disagree about something because we're we're way too we're commiserating right now. And who wants well, to hear that? Well, the Bears are how good. Do we get, how do we get? Uh, they're good. They're the good. Bears are they're good. Very good. I was going to bring up good Kyle Fuller, team. but you can't not like Kyle Fuller right now. He's playing good. No, he's been playing well. He's uh-huh. been playing well since that moment in Green Bay. He didn't let that find his season. Which um, isn't? He, I mean, that's a thing for young pros, especially a guy who just signed that contract. He's not young like, anymore. Okay, he's, what? You, yeah, you get he's you're not, young you get, for your first. That's, that's okay. That's a fair point. But you know, for I mean, I guess really any pros. I mean, he's not young, but in the sense of like actually being a like highly thought of corner. I think that's mm-hmm. if that makes sense. He's still kind of young because even when he started here, you know, people had some doubts. He wasn't that great his rookie year. Wasn't that great his second year. Didn't he sit the entire third year? And then the fourth mm-hmm. year, obviously, had that nice year. But I also, I, I, you see, uh, one we can move on to around the NFL after this, but. You know, for like two or three years now, everybody has been first jumping in line to rip Ryan Pace for just about every move he's made for, you know, saying, oh, he's not getting anybody in free agency. He's not, at, you know, all the free agents are, are busts. He's not drafting well. I remember when he drafted Tariq Cohen, people were up in arms saying, we already have a running back. Why would you draft another one? We have so many needs. I think yep. people need to start giving Ryan Pace some credit for the vision that he, he had for this team. Obviously, a lot of things had to break the right way for him, but when he got here a couple of years ago, he clearly had a vision, said, we're breaking this down, we're starting it back from the top. And for the most part, I mean, they, they say free agency in the NFL is fool's gold and you're overpaying for guys that are going to underachieve. His free agent signings are, are overachieving for the most part. Bobby Massey has turned into a, not a great right tackle, a fairly serviceable right tackle. Danny Trevathan has turned into a top five middle linebacker in the NFL. Akeem Hicks is a perennial pro bowler now after being kind of bad in New Orleans and had one okay year in, in New England. Uh, Allen Robinson obviously looks pretty good. Taylor Gabriel's having a fantastic year. Trey Burton's been huge for this offense. So I guess I wanted to... It, People are giving everybody a lot of credit. They're giving Matt Nagy a lot of credit, which which also Ryan Pace is higher. A lot of, there, there's a lot to give credit on the field, but I think Ryan Pace does serve, deserve some credit for this vision for the guys that he's brought in this group because he's also drafted really well. Look at that defense. A lot of them are late round draft picks uh, that he's picked up. I'm glad you made that point because here's where we do depart. Okay, As a general manager, sure. your credit comes in the off season. 
and on the stage at the end of the parade in February. That's where that's where your credit comes. I'm not going to sit here in the middle of the field and pat Ryan Pace on the back. I knew yes, I could find players. something we disagreed yes. on. Yes, he made moves, but player development and execution, that's on a coaching staff, and that's on players. Ryan Pace is not telling them how to run certain twists. Ryan Pace is not explaining what Allen Robinson did wrong during the season. Ryan Pace should be looking at next season. Ryan Pace should be looking at the of this team. Ryan Pace should be setting us up for the next five years, and I hope he is. And I hope that I can say, what a great job, Ryan Pace, come February. Right now, you get no pats, you get no hat tips, you get no golf class. Let's go win something. Okay, well, here's my question to you. This, this is the last, um, last question, then we can move on to Bears. Because you said you, you get the hat tips, the whatever, in February. Obviously, be, you know, beginning of this year, we were all saying, you know, as the 7-9, and 8-18, eight and 18, the kind of flirts with the playoffs and flames out is, is fun. Obvi- I, that, that's what I'm getting to. Obviously, things have changed. We're a little bit ahead of schedule here. We're about a year too early. So what for you, given kind of where we're at the beginning of the year, where we are now, where this team is, where their, their young talent's developing, what defines a successful season for you this year? Is it, is it Super Bowl or bust? Is it, you know, we win the NFC North, maybe a playoff game, kind of flame out? What, what's what's your successful Bears season this year? I think a playoff win. I think a playoff win constitutes success due to where expectation was. Yes, we have shifted expectation now. I think that this season still has the potential to be very disappointing because of where our expectation mm-hmm. is right now because the bears have built us at this point if they come down the stretch here god forbid and lay eggs then then we're talking about a disappointing season because yes throughout the season you have to adjust your expectation as a fan as a player as a coach as a general manager uh, right now we are expecting to be a contender and to contend i think you need to win a playoff game and if they win a playoff game this year uh, i think or you know if they're and I don't want to parse words here, but if they're competitive in the playoffs, mm-hmm. I think that you can chalk this up as a positive season as long as you move forward through the off season and don't make questionable moves, don't don't make this thing take a step backwards. Okay, I, I'm I think I'm exact. I would say I would have said if they win the NFC North, I would see that as a successful season. But kind of the more mm-hmm. I look at. Obviously, the Saints and the Rams, I think, are in a class of their own. Now, the Saints, Rams, Chiefs, and I'm still going to include the Patriots because I still believe in them come you know playoff time. I think those four are kind of in a class of their own. But I do think there's a tier right below it that probably involves maybe the Bears and the Steelers, and I don't think much else. Yep. And you said, you know, win a first playoff game, and then I was kind of thinking to myself, well, what if they get a bad matchup? But with, with, with where they're going right now, they're on pace to win the North. They're on pace to have a home game in the first round of the playoffs. And I don't see a team in the NFC below them that they – I'm, I'm thinking to myself, you know, they really shouldn't beat that team. That they, I, I'm kind of with and you. I think it, no, unless they exactly. somehow draw the Saints or Rams in a first-round playoff game, which I don't see how that could possibly happen. Um, yeah. I, I think, yeah, I, I want to see them win a playoff game or at the very least, you know, be really competitive in, in a loss. And if you get beat, you know, obviously any given Sunday, some team can show up and be the better team. But – uh, I'm with you. I want to see competitiveness in the playoffs, and it might sound greedy from where we're at to start the year, but that's just kind it's, of the It's not at all, because if you go back to your original question, what is successful, what's a disappointment, or however you posed it, if you win the NFC North and lose the following week or lose the week later, depending what the buy situation I don't think they'll end up with the buy, but uh, depending on what the situation is, if you come out in the first week of the playoffs after winning a division and you don't perform, well, then you're heading somewhere else, and that's a disappointment. You yeah, know, that that's kind of where it's positioned for me. All, all hopefully problems we have to deal with down the road and uh, stresses that we have to learn how to manage. But uh, for now, Matt, let's let's put it in the past. Isn't this um, so much more fun they, than last year's Bears talk? It is, and We're I'd talking like, uh, about a good one team. thing clear. I'd like to make one thing clear. If Roger Goodell or anyone from the NFL offices are listening, I'd like to slap you across your mouth right now because having a team play Sunday night. And then the early game Thursday afternoon on Thanksgiving is a complete detriment to player safety. You are putting people in harm's way. There are guys on the Bears team that still aren't right. I don't know, Mitch Trubisky, but guys who play contact positions who are still not right from Sunday night's game, who would be right on a Sunday, who are having to go in injured, dinged up, and hurt, that are putting themselves now in positions to get even more hurt. And when we're in a competitive position, I do worry about that. I do worry about these guys. I worry about how healthy they are. Yes, there'll be a 
We'll extend it break from Thursday to next Sunday, but don't sell that to me because we have a game and a half lead now and it doesn't feel like a game and a half because we got to go out there and scrape one off of a Lions team that has had an extended, not an extended wait, but that has 12 more hours of rest than we do. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it, it'd even be more one thing if the Bears were playing in the you know 720 kickoff game on Thanksgiving because that would even be more like a normal-ish rest time, but this is like it's it's less than, it's 85 hours, I think it is. And that's that's such a yeah. quick turnaround for somewhat of it's a beat up team. Time to and scheme. It's not enough time to get. I mean, luckily in right, terms of scheming, this going is an out there midweek. This is an opponent that they're very familiar with, um, and they, you know they kind of just got off playing. And I, I mean, that's that's the only silver lining. And not much changes in two weeks for NFL teams, but yeah, it's it's just it's way too quick of a turnaround. And it, I mean, Thursday nights in general are too quick of a turnaround for NFL teams. But this is just I've just been touched on a million and, times, but a little bit much. I take I take solace in the fact that the Bears are clearly the better team in this matchup. They just got to go out there and execute, and then um, you know hopefully get to that mini buy yeah. sorts and get right before a uh, a very important stretch run. Yeah, might might be catching a break too. Looks like Carryon Johnson's going to be out for for the Lions, and he's by far the most dangerous weapon they have out of that backfield. So, with already a pretty great rushing defense, that should uh, should help us a little bit at least. Matt, why don't you hit the music? Let's do a little whip around because uh, I, I know the NFL week starts here on Thursday in, in just a few hours, but uh, we got to look backwards at some of the matchups that were. All right, let's do it. Thursday night football with Packers Seahawks, a fantastic watch. Uh, if you're a Bears fan, the Seahawks win 27 24. Uh, it was a watershed moment in both of those team seasons, and I'm glad the water went the way it did. Yeah, um, it was a fun game to watch back and forth. I, my only, my lasting thought is, you know, it's fourth and two. You you have Aaron Rodgers. How do you not go for it? What do you do? All right, Cowboys and Falcons. Cowboys win twenty-two to nineteen on a field goal. Uh, shook off. Brett Maher shook off a missed extra point to come back and hit a game winner, forty-two yarder. The Falcons now sitting on the brink, uh, looking into that that long sorrow goodbye, uh, and the Cowboys in what's a mess of a NFC East could be contenders at five and five. I mean, at this point, I think you got to make them the favorites with with Alex Smith down and out for the year in Washington. Philly's Philly's dead. <laughs> uh, I, the Giants. Yeah, I'm are, not ready to call Philly dead yet. Uh, yes, what happened last week? What happened this week was terrible, but I think it's still a good collection of players if you can get them turned in the right direction. They just, for me, they just seem like their Super Bowl hangover is going to be a little much. I think the Cowboys are kind of clicking at the right time. That said, that, that no one winning that division other than the Giants would be a huge. Doug shock, Peterson's got to bring in. Doug Peterson's got to go. Joe Madden bring in some magicians or something. Z- Zeke Elliott's looking things re- up. Zeke Elliott's looking pretty good. He's looking refreshed from missing those six games last year, and that, that offense seems to be clicking Feed at the him. right time. Feed him. Panthers and Lions. Lions win 20-19. to 19. Uh, Cam Newton just sails one on a two-point conversion. Riverboat Ron going for it. True to form. Uh, called up, dialed up a nice play. The off- I don't even know who the offense coordinator is out there, but dials no, up North a nice Turner. play. Is it? Okay. North so North Still dials up a nice play. Offense. Uh, I don't know who it was coming across the middle. I think it, it was DJ been, Moore, um, I want to say. It might have been DJ Moore who had already scored on the day, and he was wide open dragging across the middle, and Cam sailed him. So that's yeah, yeah. how that one ended. That's, that's the story that people were talking about, the real stories. I think Graham going to miss the kick and an extra point if he just does his job. Yes. You know, the, the Panthers win that game, but let's move on. And that's very much not. I'm not going to talk about Titans, kickers on this podcast. Titans and Colts. Colts win 38-10. to 10. Uh, Might be the game that I saw the least of. Indy, man, they're... They are on five fire. Five. T.Y. Hilton five. might be the most Wait, no. underrated wide receiver, I think, throughout the league. Be proud because he plays in Indy. Um, Quentin Nelson, I believe, won Rookie of the it's Month a as, a, as a guard. He won and AFC Marlon. Rookie of the Month as a guard. Um, and Marlon Mack emerging as, a, as you know, the running back. As a back, of, man. They got a couple. They got a day, day. You know? Uh, yeah. They got a good right. group. I, I love those guys. And I'm, I'm a big Frank Reich fan. We can move on. Buccaneers and Giants. Giants win 38-35. Saquon Barkley runs for a career-high 142 yards, scoring three total touchdowns. I believe it was two on the ground, one through the air. Uh, just a fantastic weapon that uh, is sitting on a team that's 3-7. and seven. Yeah, that was just kind of more of who 
didn't want who wanted to lose this game less. I think it was, and it was apparently who had Eli less and the Giants will to lose. Or yeah. who had less will to win. Apparently Eli and the Giants. Those two teams both stink. It looks like the Bucks are going to go back to Jameis after going back to Ryan Fitzpatrick after going back to Jameis. So uh, over under one and a half more quarterback changes for the Bucks throughout the rest of the year. Uh, I'm going to pound the over there, and I don't think it's. I think we might see whoever their I don't know who their third stringer practice squad guy. Let's is, get him up. Get a Let's get him up. Who knows? Who knows? Alon Nick Mullins, Texans Redskins. Texans win twenty three to twenty one. Just an awful injury there to the uh, tibia and fibia of one Alex On the Smith. Same and day with him of Joe Na- uh, Joe Theismann. Same, same date. date. Thirty three years later, and Theismann was in attendance at the game. Just a lot of eeriness around that one. If there's going to be a silver lining, that thing looked clean. Um, I don't think he's dealing with. I think he's dealing with two pieces rather than a million pieces. That's, I, I guess, I a know. good thing. It was really, really bad. I still really haven't really seen it, and I don't plan on seeing it. Uh, it's too bad it yeah. did overshadow the football game because that was a fun football game to watch. I'm just, I'm excited. At least the silver lining for me, we get to see a little bit more Colt McCoy, Joe. Colt McCoy going down to Dallas, Texas on Thanksgiving Day to play some Thanksgiving Hook football. Hook him. Okay, cool. Hey, Hook. Hey. Him. If Colt, if Colt and Dallas don't say Thanksgiving, I don't know what does. I'm right, excited. Pull up your F-150 and let's watch some football. Let's go to Jerry where let's watch Steelers. some football. Steelers. Steelers and Jaguars, 20-16. to 16, The Steelers win. Uh, Roethlisberger. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. They called the Steelers yeah. because they stole that game. Okay. Get it? Um, 2016. You get it? No, 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 I got it. You get it? But, uh, for as much as, yes, I got it. Okay. For as much as the Steelers are the 7 2 and 1 team, they've won a couple, I believe three now, last second football They're games. They're finding ways and, to win. It's a good team, which too. Is all good and all good and well. Now, yeah, that's what good teams do. Great teams don't let a lowly Jaguars team hang around. You know, they, they take a lead, they put it away. Um, the Steelers scored no points in the first half. Did you see the end of the? Did you see? Did you see the game-winning touchdown? Two touchdowns. I did. It was did you see Roth, Roethlisberger go air it Ben. Was, it wasn't even. It was like I don't even know if there was any air. It was like fall Ben. You could that, see he before kinda, he took off. Like I, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I have to do this. So someone roll. It was like someone rolled a ham towards the goal line, and it just kind of like got there. For, yeah, just like gravity took it in. Underhand toss the Thanksgiving turkey towards the goal line. Ben the Ham Roethlisberger. Ravens and Bengals, 24-21. The Ravens win in Lamar Jackson's first career start. Didn't see much of this one. Um, but, I saw uh, what Red Zone showed me. Uh, Lamar okay. Lamar Jackson is going to be fun and exciting for a little while, and then if he keeps trying to carry the ball 27 times a game, he's not going to be healthy, and that's that's kind of Bengals. Uh, the Bengals, with a fantastic start, now sitting at 5-5. Five and five. I think it just goes to show how valuable A.J. Green is to that team. Oh, my, that's uh, AJ, night and day. A.J. questionable for this week. Uh, I believe it's more likely he'll make a return the following week, but uh, they are a completely different team with him out in the field. Uh, let's move on. That's about all I have from that all one. Right. Raiders and Cardinals. Raiders get their second win of the C twenty three to twenty one on a game winning thirty five from Daniel Carlson. It was a nice drive set up by a couple uh, good throws from there. He is the king of stepping up into pressure. Derek Carr like understands like Derek Carr's really good at quarterback drills, but he doesn't know where to step up. He always steps up right into pressure. He did it all day, but still managed to win 23-21 against a terrible Cardinals football team. I tell you what, man, that was a really gutsy win, man. That was a, that was a big-time win for, you, uh, for guys, us. They needed that one for the these conference guys, boost. These, these guys, guys are going to quit. Compared to some of the locker rooms we've had this year, man, this is a fun locker room. I think this is the best one. We've yeah, had about 10 you. different locker rooms with the guys who traded this year, man. I think this was the best one we got. Veterans coming in, getting bags. Broncos, Chargers, 23 to 22. The Broncos win uh, another game winning field goal. It was a hard stop in Sunday. Some game winning field goals, some game winning touchdowns, some missed two point conversions. Everything was on the line and parody in the NFL right now. Just, I, I know your top tier is your top tier, but that middle tier, everyone. There's a lot of different, one a lot of different teams around there. It's a lot of fun to watch. This, this making, is for, a, making for good games. This was a surprising one. The Chargers were kind of a team that was clicking on all cylinders, and then they kind of, I don't want to say lay an egg at home because the Broncos are a very capable team, but they kind of did. I didn't see a ton of this one either, but it's it's tough seeing a stat line of 401 passing yards, two touchdowns from Philip Rivers, and you lose that football game. Yeah. It, uh, uh, 
you got you got to get it done. You got so just about any chance uh, the Chargers had to, to catch the Chiefs now appears to be. Great play, great play off the edge in a big moment by Von Miller intercepting a pass point blank. Saints and Eagles, uh, what can't you say about this one? Forty-eight to seven, the Saints. Uh, you believe putting a nail in the Eagle coffin? I believe the Eagles are in the worst division in football and still have a chance. That's, that's a fair Saints, point. That is a very fair Saints point. Proving themselves to be an offensive juggernaut and look pretty stout on defense too. So if you put those two things together, uh, for as much as been made about the LA Rams and the, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, there's one guy who's got one under his belt already, and his name's Drew Brees. I think that's your NFL. I think that's your Super Bowl favorite right there in the New Orleans. Honestly, I'm going with whoever has home field advantage between those two. Uh, after our Bears, of course, I think they're the odds-on favorite. Um, but after our beloved Chicago Bears, I think whoever gets the uh, gets the one seed gets home field advantage. Because if you have to go into that dome, it doesn't seem like you're coming out with a win unless you're the Saints. So I, I, if they get home field advantage, I don't think anybody's going to the Superdome and beating them. That said, the Rams play really well at home, too. The Saints aren't always the same team on the road. But, I mean, it, it seems like uh, all roads are, are pointing to a rematch between those two in the NFC Championship game. And Matt, I really, I really think just it begs the question. Very simple. We've heard it before. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat day? Don't beat them Saints. Okay. Oh, the Bears. I think it's, a, I think it's a fair question right now. That's a fair Who question. Dat? We, we were dat. We gonna beat that. Rams and Chiefs on Monday Night Football, fifty-four to fifty-one. Uh, some calling it the greatest Monday Night game of all time. I'm calling it a uh, an embarrassment oh, of riches. It was, okay. It was, I, I no, 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 no. I'm not going to be the get off. I'm not going to be the get off my lawn guy. There were so many weapons on that field, and they all came to play on that given night. You need defensive weapons too, and I think. There are a couple teams, Bears, um, who can slow down these types of offenses, but it's become so... Some of these teams that are so dangerous offensively completely mail it in on the other side of the ball. They just want the ball back. They just want time of possession. Mm-hmm. Uh, they think they're going to win the ball game that way, and at the end of the day, the Rams did win it by yeah. not not controlling, but by ending up with the ball and having time of possession. It was fun to see, though, because obviously this was an offensive shootout. You said people are calling it the best game in Monday Night Football history. I would lean more I towards heard the... Oh, no, I've heard that, too. I think it might be it might have been the most exciting game of Monday Night Football history. It's, I'm not sure. Exciting and best be a are way to two different it. things. Um, uh-huh. But I think what was that nice is obviously, like we were saying, offense everywhere here. There's so many points being scored left and right, every possession. It was nice to see, though, like the defenses actually have an impact in this one. Because obviously you see 54-51, you think nobody even played defense. But we, we did have three defensive touchdowns. So it was like while the defenses weren't great, it was nice to see them still step up in big spots and still make impact plays yes. rather than just offenses trading punch for punch and going touchdown, touchdown, touchdown offensively. It, it was nice to see some changes up so some defenses make some big plays. The marginalization of the punter, and I'm not happy to see it. Oh. I'm just not happy to see we it. We all know how much you love the uh, let's take a <laughs> Let's take a look at this uh, week's games, uh, namely these games coming up here on Thanksgiving, the ones that you will watch have comatose Bears. from your couch. Leading off with the Bears and the Lions, uh, 9.30 a.m. Pacific time. Can't wait for that one. Going to be up and at watching some Bears football uh, tomorrow on, on Turkey Day. Redskins and Cowboys coming in in the second slot. We've got an evening game with the Falcons and Saints. And uh, I think the Falcons and Saints could be a sneaky, fun game. Uh, I just, like you said, the Dome's such a tough place to play. If anyone's going to be comfortable there, it's going to be Matt Ryan and the Falcons. But mm-hmm. coming off the loss that they took, uh, t- tough to see. I think the Cowboys take another step forward and further muddle that NFC East picture. And I think the Bears win by 53 points. I think that we give this... Uh, I think we give this back. Trubinsky, Daniels, Daniels doesn't matter. The Bears are dropping a fifty you, burger. Sit Trubinsky, you let him. You let him get good. You let him healthy here. Uh, you know, Chase Daniels like said he knows the offense. He comes up there as a career day. Sign him up. Sign him up. Chase that Daniels. Last, that last that last start in twenty fourteen that he made was pretty damn good. He won the game. You know that, right? Yeah, and that's the only film. The Bottom, you know, so exactly. They don't know. They don't know what to expect. And Joe, not only that, since it's Thanksgiving, when the Bears put up a fifty burger, it'll be a fifty uh-huh. turkey burger. Get turkey it? Turkey burger. It's for all you for all you health out there. For all you health nut moose and rooms listeners. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, it is uh, it is always fun to sit amongst loved ones and watch some football on Thanksgiving. So we hope you're doing just that, moose and rooms list. Uh, a fantastic Thanksgiving to you and yours and. 
um, hold them close this holiday season and uh, take a moment to realize how lucky we are to not only have this wonderful game of football, to, uh, but the wonderful people to share it with. And mm-hmm. um, that is not a goodbye, but that is us moving on. Uh, we got a little, we got some other stuff to talk about here. Uh, Tiger and Phil, after Thanksgiving. Uh, are, are you buying? What are you making of it? I think the side bets have enticed me. I think the side bets put me over the edge. The side I think, bets. I think the, the fact that Phil could turn to Tiger and say, "Make or miss three to one for a hundred grand" is like so fun to me. I mean, they've already made one of the side bets. The first side bet is Phil has yes, two hundred grand first on, hole birdie. on birdieing the first hole. Uh, I hope that's Which a par is, five. And Phil's sake. I, I haven't checked the uh, the scorecard. It's not, not sure par four. It's a par four. And um, Tiger, if I'm Tiger and he's not asking for odds on that, yes. If I have Tiger's bankroll, 100%. Yeah, I mean, it's that 200 grand to them is nothing, which is yeah. so depressing in so many ways. But good <laughs> for them. <laughs> uh, but no, I think that's, that's like, a whole other level of allure. Honestly, the, the 24-7 they have on HBO on it, I, like, I think that's going to be more fun. I, I don't... I, I watched think, it. Have you not seen it yet? I have not seen it yet. I definitely still plan on going back and it's watching it. Good. Uh, they that, tried that, fitting it into the boxing mold, but it's golf, so it's not, it needed yeah. a couple tweaks here and there. But it I was will good. say, it was like, good. they're doing a, like obviously they got to promote the hell out of it because they want people to buy it. But they're going a little bit over over the top with the promotions. Like Tiger yeah. is talking way more than Tiger ever has or would or probably ever. Should. And he's not the best talk. No, he's not the best like smack talker. No, he's, though the line you know, about how he's been in Phil's head for twenty years is was pretty good. It was forced, but yeah. I mean it's it's true. He's got people writing, it. Yeah. but uh, no, it should be fun, and uh, it's gonna be. I don't know if it's gonna be do numbers how they want it to, but what I took away from the twenty four seven like the, the lead up thing was that they're trying to market this not only to you and I who know the history of these two, but to the everyday fan who's got nothing to do the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah, uh, not even the everyday fan, but the person who knows nothing about golf who just wants to see this because it's an event. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how many eyes they're gonna get through that vein because the twenty four seven largely. Ex- explain both of their rises and it's like yeah i know this come on tell me something i don't know type yeah. stuff but um it's gonna be fun nonetheless i'm excited to see what the broadcast looks like because i think it could be a hot mess if you have two golfers on a feet uh, on a course and a two-man field and you're trying to fill four and a half hours of time. it'll be so, it, the, the production be will be very interesting the production is going to be mic'd up they're both going to be mic'd up is what I learned on the 24-7, yeah. and you can take well, those mics at a time. So hopefully we're hearing some swearing. We're hearing some frustration. Well, it is pay-per-view, um, Joe. You can you can yeah. swear on pay-per-view. So, so you're buying. Yeah. Buy or sell. Is this bonus buy or sell? Bonus buy or sell. We don't have buy or sell this week. So that's bonus. our buy or sell this week. <laughs> that's our buy or sell. We're both buying it because why the hell not buy it? It's not going to be bad. Exactly. It just might not be great. And I'm buying it. I'm buying it at work too, so I'm not even buying it. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right, Matt. Uh, let's talk a little college football before we say goodbye here. Give people a couple locks of the week, and then send them on their merry way for this holiday weekend. You can't you can't start talking for college football without uh, throwing out a quick thank you to Phil Goff coming on again last week, and I, I'm not sure Absolutely. if you got a chance to listen Phil. to it, Joe. He Phil, the good mm-hmm. good one. I see what you did there. What a, good plan. What, what a fill in he was. He uh he brought us some good luck again, Joe. I'm telling you, if we if we win this game, if Notre Dame wins this game on Saturday night, I think we have to have Phil on before a potential college football playoff game. But we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Um, yeah, absolutely. Phil do. was Phil was great again. Obviously, his knowledge is is fantastic. You can find his stuff at onefootdown.com. Uh, but while wow, Notre Dame looked impressive last night on Saturday, uh, that was I think. Them and Clemson were probably the two most impressive teams to me, but but Notre Dame's defense looked like I know Eric Dungey went down for Syracuse pretty early on, but that defense didn't really sniff anything close until Notre Dame's backups came in or the offense, excuse me. Yeah, neutral sites, all the makings of like a game that was supposed to be too close against a hungry Syracuse team. And they went in there, took care of business. They didn't let the moment or the setting overshadow or distract. To me, they're the second best team in the country. And I can't I put them over Clemson right. yet, but I'm I'm at the belief that they are. I mean, I, I think Alabama and Clemson are a tier of their own. I, I think Notre Dame's at the point where they're inching towards. They're they're getting closer to that tier, and I think as much as it pains me to say, so what, a big win against Ohio State could inch. Honestly, they have to beat that team. They have to beat Clemson to get there. Okay, because, so you're because there's no way that they come into the college football playoff as a two seed. No, there is zero, especially, I mean, unless Clemson loses. If you're Clemson thinking to, about it from a football standpoint, though. 
Think about it from a committee programming standpoint. What games are the people going to want to well, watch? Well, the, the game, uh, no matter what's going to be Notre Dame Clemson, doesn't matter who the two and the three are. That's true. Yeah. So one, your matchup Notre Dame. One, one four is going to be Bama. Bama probably yeah. Bama Michigan or if Georgia wins Georgia whoever probably Bama honestly or if Ohio State wins so that then, takes Ohio the power State away wins. from them in that sense. If Ohio yeah. State wins, that's going to be fun for the committee to try and figure out because then you have obviously Ohio State would have a chance if they won the Big Ten. You'd have Washington State who'd have a bid. You'd have Oklahoma who still has some game. That that's kind of when the the chaos would I think would ensue. Um, and but, I also think that this is a this is a this. Is Urban's last stand. I, I really do. Oh, it's, it really seems like that. Win or lose, no matter what happens, like his health it seems like. Yeah, I, well, I, I think, think that, he wants you to think it looks like his health is bad, but I think he's just looking for a way out. Eh, I'm not. I'm not reading into all of that. I think that it's a guy that's had health issues for a long time, and despite his wrongdoings um, and shortcomings, this is man trying to coach through some health issues. Yeah. and uh, I think that that could also play. But I don't know from a committee standpoint, but from just the effort that Ohio State puts out from that standpoint, um, I think it does play a factor. I think Ohio State, if they want to get in, they have to blow out Michigan. They have to blow out Northwestern. I kind of think that's their, for the most part, only path. And the, obviously the committee had UCF jump them, uh, I believe, last night, which obviously would change with a win over Michigan. But still, I think that, that shows you how the committee uh, values Ohio State. But I guess one one last thing for me on Notre Dame. I said, I think it was last year on this podcast after the Miami loss, that I will never believe in Brian Kelly again until he wins a big game in November. Um, I'm a big man, Joe. I'm big enough to admit when I was wrong. And Brian Kelly went out, won a big game in November, a a fashion that they never really have before in these close, tight games. They usually kind of blow it, lose, whatever, play it tight. They they came out and really left no doubt this week. That's a a very big... uh, uh, Consolation's not the word, but a very big uh, admittance, admittance, admittance for you to make. Uh, you. And I hope that uh, you forever have to look at pictures of Brian Kelly hoisting a national title trophy, you know, a Joe, college football playoff. I trophy. hope I do, too. If, if I have to look at that for the rest of my life, I'll be a happy, happy man, as long as he's wearing Notre Dame gear while doing it. And now, Matt, I'd assume that uh, having the Notre Dame phantom that you have, you know, you, you'd probably you'd probably have to make your way out west for that one you'd probably have to be in attendance at, at levi's stadium for a little bit of a, a notre dame national title game is that where the, would is I, that where it is this year would i would i be up in the press box probably like a 99 percent chance yes so, so regardless of who's in this title game hoping it's a good matchup because it's, yeah maybe you uh, could uh, san francisco at levi's stadium maybe you can get so the podcast the press credential or something like that or a little maybe bit. Pull, pull, pull some strings, I don't know about press credential. maybe we could do the podcast outside of levi's stadium yeah, so maybe that's me, that, you can get me a, you know, I'm sure your station probably get some tickets thrown their way. Maybe you can get me a, a ticket or something like that. That'd be fun. We'll, we'll have to look into it. Yeah, we'll we can look, look into, into it. it, man. Yeah. Uh, before we before we send people on their way here, let's send them a lock. Uh, I don't necessarily what ha- know what happened to our locks. That was about ten days ago. I'm going to go back to the tape. Let's I'm just both to... give us a win. How about that? No, 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 no. We're not going to do that. I'm going to go back, see what the games fun. were, see who won. Because the likelihood that I won and you lost is high. It's um, probably pretty so low. I've been rolling back, lately. I'm going to go back and look at those uh, look at those numbers. But as of right now, let's pick one for this week uh, that will also be held to. We'll probably have to go back and check. I am going with Minnesota laying three against Green Bay on Sunday at home. I think this is a Green Bay Packers team that is on the brink of a full-on rebuild. I think that Aaron Rodgers is done with Mike McCarthy and does not want to put himself out there on the line for McCarthy's job. I think there's a lot going wrong at uh, one Lambeau place. So I don't even know if that's the yeah, address, it's, but it's it, sounds like it, it sounds like it, one it's, Lombardi app. It's also, a, uh, it's um, also a, a Vikings team that all of a sudden kind of has their backs against the wall. And if they drop another one, if they, I mean, they drop another game to the Bears, go two and a half down going into week 12. That's a that's a pretty big hill to climb. So it's it's them with with something to prove too, and a quarterback who, um, you know, ha- has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Even though he he did going into Sunday night's game too, and well, we all saw how that worked out. But um, Man, th- that Vikings team has uh, a chip on their shoulder. Not to interrupt you here, but before you give your lock, can you give me a little? I don't know if we have a do we have a breaking news jingle. We need a little breaking news jingle right now. Sure. Uh, 11, 11 minutes ago, breaking news on the podcast. You know, that's how it goes. Uh, 11 minutes ago, 12 minutes ago now, excuse me, Adam Schefter tweeting, Bears quarterback Mitchell Trubisky unlikely to play Thursday versus the Lions with a shoulder. So Not uh, shocked joke there. About it, but, uh, but, yeah, we, we're probably going to see – it's probably going to be a, a chase game here. 
not shocked there. It happened on the uh, that last play, the last run he had in the game where Harrison Smith got flagged for the late hit. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of banged up that shoulder a little bit. Uh, the, the feeling around work yesterday was that it was going to be Daniel. The later in the day, the day went on, and now it's kind of confirmed. Um, but always, they, they always chase. been a Harrison Smith fan. But uh, Harry, go kick rocks. Yeah, come on, Harry. Um, I just wanted to get that, that out there. You're better than that. Just wanted to get that out there. Um, hey, Chase Daniel. This is why you sign a guy like Chase Daniel. He knows the offense. He's granted limited snaps. Uh, proved that he's capable of, of you know going out and winning games when he has to. Uh, important ones, I believe, his KC game was with the playoffs on the line. He went out and won it. So uh, I mean, this this is why you have a guy like Chase on the roster. So. And someone tell uh, Eddie Jackson we need two defensive touchdowns. That could hurt. Could, that, uh, that could help either. That'll help. Well. So someone get yeah. that get that message to him. Matt, your lock of the week, please. Uh, I'm going back to the well here. I, I I'm a big enough man also to admit that my lock of the week last time lost because I had the Patriots against the Titans. They kind of got the doors blown off them. Okay. Um, but I'm going to take the Patriots minus nine at the Jets. The Patriots coming off a bye. I think they're going to be clicking. It's it's a rivalry game. Those teams hate each other. The Jets stink. Uh, their quarterback situations in flux. I'm going to take the Pats land nine points. Beautiful. I like that pick as well. Uh, Matt, before we say goodbye to the people here, a little Thanksgiving edition. Um, we're going to give the Moose and Runes listeners a couple sports-related things that we're thankful for. So why don't you, uh, why don't you, why don't you give us – we sit around the cornucopia of riches here and you, you tell me what you're thankful for. Let me tell you what, man. I'm thankful for John Gruden, man. Okay, he came in <laughs> open. He didn't like what he saw. He wanted to dump a few things off, and he traded the Bears Khalil Mack. I'm, I'm thankful for that right Let's now. blow this thing up, man. Yeah. Let's blow this thing up. So, uh, Let's blow this yeah, up. Thankful for Khalil Mack. Thankful for Reggie McKenzie, whoever managed whoever to made that Mack call, whoever Bears helped jersey. get it. I, thank you. And, and you know what? Brian Pace for going give, out and making the trade. That's where I'll give Pace. That's where I'll give Pace uh, his his fair due. That's where I'll give Virginia and the whole family their due for, for writing the check. Thankful for them as well. Uh, I am thankful for... Uh, the Moose and Roos listeners, and this Aww. is not pandering, it this is, is not playing to their hands, but uh, I got to, I, I was home for a couple days last week, and the amount of people back home who are listeners, who were saying we love the podcast, who were saying you, we want we want to hear this, we love this, you got to do this, um, shout out to Jimmy Ganser, one of our one of our top listeners, he, he, he listens religiously, and love I know there guy. are multiple people. I know, I know there are multiple people just like that. So the support is the reason we keep coming back and doing this, and uh, we appreciate you guys. Very thankful for the Moose and Rooms listeners. You know what, Joe? I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful that you want to do a podcast right. with me once a week. This is getting weird now. That's rude. I'm thankful for you too, man. I'm thankful for you, man. That's nice of you, even though you don't mean it. That's nice of you to say. (laughs) I am very thankful for you. And uh, I am thankful for being born and and having such a uh, a (laughs) connection. No, no, no. no. I'm thankful for being born and having (laughs) such a connection to a city, a sports city like Chicago, where sports means so much to us. And when it's going good, when it's going bad, it still kind of sets the tone in the city. Uh, Something to be very thankful for because, you know, you could be from Phoenix. And uh, who wants to be a Suns fan? Hey, you know? they, uh, they got DeAndre Ayton. So yeah, that's, good, for, uh, good for them. They had Charles Barkley um, that one time. Matt, before we say goodbye, and I know we did this last year, Thanksgiving, we did a little food breakdown, but uh, you're, you're, you're bellying up to the table, Oof. Matt. You're bellying up to the table. You have your full plate. And you're, you, you know that you don't need any more. And this is main meal. This isn't, this isn't leftovers. You're going to get more. I'm still going to get what more. Are maybe, what are maybe the two, three items on yeah. that second plate? Yeah, I think you criticized me for it a little bit last year, but I'm always going back and get a little bit more turkey. I just, I, the, yeah. the, the Thanksgiving, the, obviously, the fresh turkey right out of the oven, there, there's not much mm. better than that, in my, my opinion. I'm probably no, getting a little bit more. Classic, is this a. Is is a deep fried? Is this a? We do, we do, we do classic. It, I mean, you, you okay. season it the way you season it, but for the most part, we're classic. Sometimes when when Tim's around, now Tim, you know, bounces back between here and and his his wife's family every Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. When Tim's around, sometimes he'll smoke a turkey, which I'm mm-hmm. a I'm a big mm-hmm. fan of. Not sure if you had the smoked turkey, Joe, but if you haven't, I, I, do I love a smoked it. turkey. Um, love a smoked turkey. I'm 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 a big fan of mashed potatoes too. Love those, yeah. especially with the little yeah. red skin potatoes with the skin still in there. Love that. And uh, I'm, I'm probably going for some cornbread. I'm a sucker for cornbread. Okay. Really good cornbread. And then obviously a slice of pie when that's done. Yeah, that, that yeah. goes without saying. So second sure. plate for me. Second plate for me is probably mac and cheese, either stuffing or mashed potato, and then to 
bring in a little texture, a little freshness to get you through those gooey bites. Some Brussels sprouts and bacon. Okay. You know, that, that's, like a bacon I've never had that, sprout. but I've heard that's, oh. that's a favorite of a it, lot of people. It, it cleans the palate. cleans the okay. palate nicely so you palate. get back in there on your carbs, on your gooeys, on all of the on all of the mush that comes along with Thanksgiving. Now, here's my question to you because you're, you're out in California for the holiday this year. Were you, were you, were you home last year for Correct. Thanksgiving? Uh, last Thanksgiving, I was not. So I was what, what are you working. What are you doing here? Are you working on Thanksgiving? Are you Are you home? You what, What's What's the plan for Thanksgiving dinner here? Because you're, you're I'm on working your own on here. Thanksgiving. I'm working a short day. I'm not on my own. I'm out here with my lovely well, girlfriend. Uh, yeah, you and, know, uh, obviously, gonna, you're not on your own show. Obviously, we're going to celebrate. We're going to have a nice Thanksgiving together. Uh, going to Going to work a real short day tomorrow. I'm going to watch the Bears game. Go in late. Put all uh, everything I need to on tape. Then we're going to get back home and we're going to get to cooking because I love nothing more than um, so what kind of size turkey do you go with here with, with just two we're not going turkey we decided you know short term turkey's an all day thing we're not going to we don't want turkey we don't want turkey in the fridge for or the next six who weeks who doesn't want turkey gonna, in the fridge for six I'm gonna make weeks us, thanks for delicious make us, no you get tired of it I'm going to make I us a couple heard. beautiful bone in ribeyes okay, some well, mashed potatoes that Brussels sprout dish I was talking about um, going to do stuffing Stuffing's another one that you kind of need the turkey to make a proper stuffing. So probably just go with a little stovetop stuffing just to get it in there for, mm-hmm. for you know, just validity's sake to make this a Thanksgiving thing. But we're going to do a couple nice big chops. And, uh, tell that's me, gonna tell be me that, how do you prepare the featured thing? item? How do you prepare the ribeye? Okay. Because I know no, you want to get into a little, this. This is going to personal here. It is. How, how do we, we season do here? it? How do we prepare it? Salt and pepper. Just salt and pepper. Straight salt and pepper. Depending, depending, you, know, you, you look at that steak. You, you listen to the steak. If it needs, if it needs, if I'm going on the grill, it gets olive oil. Okay. If I'm going cast iron, no olive oil. We just season that cast iron. So I heard you're supposed to cook butter. it for a couple minutes aside on the cast iron, and then throw the cast iron skillet whole into the oven. Right into the oven. That's exactly, That's exactly what, what we do. That's exactly what we do. We go sear, sear about two minutes each side into the oven for. Around eight depends your thickness. What's that and, temperature? Um, you, you let her sit. I don't know. I don't go off internal temp. I honestly no, no, have, no, no, no. The temp of the I, oven. The temp of the oven. Uh, I believe we go around a three seventy five. Okay. Four hundred. Okay. Um, if you like your sear, perfect. If not, you hit the broiler. You get her up close, you get a little extra sear on that fat on the edges. Uh, you can't go wrong. You let her sit. Most importantly, you let her sit for about eight to ten minutes. Some breeze. people say twenty. I don't have that control. You let all those juices set in. You're, you're looking at a perfect medium rare. You okay. can't beat it. Okay. You I can't like beat that. It. That sounds... So, um, we're going with a little steak Thanksgiving, and then uh, uh, we will luckily be back for the Christmas holiday. You say maybe when you're home for the holidays, you can, you can make me a steak. Yeah, we'll cook up some steaks. I'll something. buy, I'll buy it if you cook me. them. Done. Well, that we'll do an, speak, we'll do an after dark podcast. Speaking my language now, Matt. <laughs> well, uh, we've gotten completely off the rails here, but as oh, we said, I hope that it is. I hope that it is a food-filled, fun-filled, and family-filled Thanksgiving uh, coming to you guys tomorrow. Hopefully, you're listening to uh, listening to this Moose and Runes podcast with a full belly. And I know Moose and Runes after dark. We encourage you to pop a top, but it's Thanksgiving, so pop a top for us today as well. That's it for episode hey, one, eighty-one. One thing, Joe. One thing. What do you got, Matt? December 1st coming up quickly. Let's get to wishforever.org, wishfest.com. Let's buy those Wishfest tickets. Let's see you there. Dispatch, Easton Corbin, whole great event. Um, all day Saturday. Let's get to it. Buy those tickets. Now you can send us off. Uh, I'm talking I'm talking to you directly, and I'm not saying you, Matt. I'm saying oh, okay. to you, got, the listener. I got nervous. I am talking directly to you, the listener. You are roughly 28 years old. I'm going to put that as our general. You're, you're somewhere from 25 to, to 32, and you're up. still procrastinating. Stop procrastinating. Buy the tickets and make that set the tone for everything you do in 2019. Be there early and stay late. Okay? Stop procrastinating. Get the tickets. Do the right thing. I almost just Sorry. bought another ticket. You just fired you see me that? up. You got me ready to go. Run through a damn brick I'm wall. Moose and Roots Podcast, episode 81 in the books for Matt. I'm Joe. Have a very merry Thanksgiving. May God give you for every storm a rainbow, for every tear a smile, for every care a promise, and a blessing in each trial. I swear I've seen a lot of stuff in my life, but that was awesome.